Hi, this is Ali Ciardo and the Photo Field Notes podcast. And today's episode is about giving back philanthropy. It was inspired by this month's topic in the Rising Tide Society. So I lead the local Lansing, Michigan Rising Tide Society group. And the topic is philanthropy. So putting together something that some project that we can do to give back. And I thought about Derek Cookson, who I interviewed, I guess, a couple years ago now, and all that I've seen him doing lately. And I thought, if there's anyone who can inspire us to give back in just the simplest of ways, it's Derek Cookson. So I got him on Skype and we had a chat and it, it totally inspired me. Since talking to him, I've actually started to put together another project just based on his conversation. So before we jump in, a quick little note, if you would like to learn to take better portraits in high sun, I have a recent podcast episode about that topic. You can also go to photofieldnotes.com and you'll see a little pop-up that will give you a download that will give you a great rundown on taking better portraits in high sun. I also have my three-day crash course video series that will help you just get your business together as you're, you know, around here anyway, we're wrapping up busy season. I know it's not like that everywhere, but if you find yourself with some time and you're ready to work on your business going into the new year, which I can't believe I'm already talking about, it's a great little series just to get you thinking about your business and getting things in order. So you find all of that at photofieldnotes.com. So the crash course is at photofieldnotes.com slash crash course. Welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. Hey everybody, this is Ali Ciardo, and today I'm talking with photographer Derek Cookson. And Derek and I have known each other for quite some time, and I've just been so inspired by the work that Derek's been doing lately because he has been doing a lot for the good of others, giving back and using his photography skills to help others. So I reached out to Derek and I said, I've got, I've got to talk to you about this. I needed to learn how you got involved, what you're getting out of it, and let's inspire some people to do the same. So Derek also inspired me to start giving back. He got me involved with an organization where I'm now photographing and, and volunteering my time taking photos for foster kids. And so Derek, I've been doing that over the last few weeks. It's been really great. And thank you for that. So first thing I want to get into is just how how did you get involved? Well, first of all, tell me tell me what you're doing first to give back. What organizations are you a part of? How are you spending your time and, and giving back your skills? Thank you for having me again, Allie. It's hard to it's hard to really pinpoint a moment where where just kind of started uh, thinking about what to do, but there was this year especially, or within the last year or two, uh, this nagging voice in the back of my head that said, you know, there's more to this than just being a business. There's more to this than just making money. And how can we do whatever we, how can we use the skills we have to impact others? How can we make the world a little better place when at its core we take pictures, you know, and sometimes people view that as, uh, you know, uh, su- superfluous, you know, like something that they, uh, an extravagance. Right, a luxury, yeah. And, you know, from a, from some people's point of view, that's that's what we do. But from many other point of views, we're, we're doing incredibly important work of cataloging memories and capturing memories and capturing stories. And so I sat back and said, you know, how can I use that to help other people organizations or other people? How can I impact lives the most? And so I had some opportunities come in that were so fulfilling to do, and they took so little time that 
it, it, I hate to say it like this, but they were my gateway drug into uh, into doing other things. You know, I, I'm largely a wedding photographer most of the year, and family portraits and 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 regular portraits and headshots. And I, I sat back and just said, "There's there's more that we there's more to this than just making money." So what happened was an organization that I think the one you're t- referring to that you're doing was uh, Michigan Adoption Resource Exchange. Yeah. Um, they, uh, somebody had posted in a, a group I was in that they were looking for a photographer to do uh, portraits of their kids. And adoption is something that's always been a cause near and dear to my heart. And I've, uh, I jumped at the chance and I reached out. And because I run a large photography group online, uh, a community of photographers that I, I wanted to see how we can leverage the community as well, not just me, but make it a bigger, a bigger job than that. It's the power of numbers, basically. And so I reached out and said to her, uh, the, the woman organizing this, oh, you know, I'd love to do this, but also um, I, I run this community. How can I, how can I help you guys even more with this? And she said, well, we're always looking for other photographers. And I put the call out to the community as well. And the next thing she she wrote me a few hours later and said, what did you do? I have 30 names in my inbox now. And usually we get four or five for the year. Wow. So she was blown away. And even though I had done some, fo- some photos for them recently, I saw the photos that they had. And then the following year after all 30 uh, and all the professional photographers got involved, the I, I was at their, uh, their, their annual charity ball or thank you ball or whatever it is at the, at the end of the year. I, I'm not quite sure the, the exact name of what it is. And I saw the quality of the photos across the board was just raised, you know, huge across the board. And it, it really opened my eyes to seeing how just a, a, a photograph, I only spent five to 10 minutes with each kid, but how much that could impact a, a, a kid's life in that, if somebody can see that photo of a child and through a professional photographer's uh, work, just get that little extra taste of that kid's personality. And they say in the back of their head, they may have already been looking at that kid, but that little tiny nudge could say, that's the kid I want to, I want to foster. That's the kid I want to adopt. And, and so if a small contribution, like five to 10 minutes of, of our day can impact a child's life forever it's the absolute very least that we can do to use our uh, what we what we do in, in in every way to try to to try to impact somebody else's life it's just you know it's just the right thing to do as as people right and it is it's it's fulfilling and it's simple and you know i think we often think that we need to default to giving money and i i try to do that but sometimes i even struggle with like you know, there's so many causes and, and where do I go? But somehow when I'm actually involved and I'm the one and I'm taking pictures and I'm meeting the people, it is, it's just more fulfilling than just giving money. And it's a way that let's say you're even you're early in your business or you're not really to the point where you feel like you can give a lot financially. You can give so much just by giving a little bit of time and a little bit of your talent to others. Of course. And, you know, it's funny, a lot of people will throw money at a cause and they don't realize how much of that money never really reaches the things that it, you know, if people do research, a lot of organizations, the pure upkeep of them and, and uh, marketing and the, you know, paying the people that, that work for them as well. So little of that money goes to actually helping the cause that 
sometimes just you actually doing something can impact so much more than a couple dollars. And conversely, it's funny because as photographers, I would see photographers, you know, not everybody likes to donate money to charities. And I'm not judging anyone for that. Um, but they're the first people, especially photographers, sometimes will be the first people to say, well, this nonprofit contacted me, but, you know, they don't have a budget. Uh, and so, I don't, you know, like they, they get riled up that they, they can't pay for their services. And it's like, well, you should, maybe you should be donating them because there's a reason they can't pay. They're a nonprofit and they, they don't have the budget. And for some reason, these causes that are the most needed are the most underfunded out there. So, yeah, donating your time is, is so much more precious and valuable to them and can have such a bigger impact in any of their, their aspects of operation. Let's talk about that for a minute, because I do know a lot of photographers do get a lot of contacts asking for various donations of their time. And I, I think for each person, it's kind of a personal decision on where, where you want to do it. So for me, I'm all about donating time during the week. And I have a harder time, of course, donating for like events, charity events on the weekends, because I have other things going on. As a working photographer, though, don't you notice that they seem to all want a lot more in the fall when we are absolutely <laughs> our busiest? That's so true. <laughs> Anything you want, guys. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's always in the fall. You're like, oh my gosh, of all the times. But I, I also find just in like my own personal fulfillment that I get a lot more from from interacting where I see like the direct impact. So versus where I think, you know, photographing like a charity race, that's great. But a lot, again, it's on the weekends a lot. And I get more fulfillment working like directly with these foster children, or even I kind of started something on my website called just my, my passion project. So if somebody has a story that kind of is really touching to me, I will donate, donate my time to them personally to kind of just give them something nice to make them feel good because I see that immediate impact or going back to adoption I've had some people who are looking for photos related to adoption like to put in their book or you know just different things related to that and I always give them I I try to make it either like super inexpensive or help them out in a way that um, they're not paying I, I know how much goes into it and I don't want them to pay full price so if I can at least cover maybe cover my costs of daycare that day or whatever it is, um, but but not make a profit or give them a discount or give them a free session, whatever it is. I find a lot of fulfillment in just like working with people individually who have stories that are touching. So how do you, how do you decide where to get involved? How do you decide how much time you're willing to donate or what organizations you want to be a part of? Well, first of all, uh, that's, a, that's, that's absolutely brilliant. And I think that... Um, I'm going to immediately add something like that to my website too. And I hope you don't mind me stealing that idea. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I've always sat back and said, I wish there was a way that I could word that to on my website so that my clients who want to pay me aren't going to get mixed up in that because obviously we're a business. We want to be hired. We still have to make money and we still have to operate. But I'd like to word that in a way that, that charities or businesses won't be afraid when they see the price tag that that uh, somebody will pay. Of course, there's that delicate balance of where do you draw the line? Uh, you don't want to be taken advantage of, but it, it at least puts that uh, onus on you for being able to choose what you'd like to do. And I think as photographers or as business owners, period, we forget that we're in charge of our business. We we are allowed to, to work with the people we want to work with and things that excite us uh, or, or 
or just pure, you know, our pure interest in that. Too many photographers will will feel almost like they have to do things, and they 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 let the clients or business side of the aspect take over, and it's no longer what they want to do. And that's the the pure recipe right there for burning out, anyways. But anyways, uh, what you were asking is, how do we decide? I think that you should take things that interest you in your life or impact you because the more emotionally or personally invested you are in something, the more you are going to give to that. The more, just as I don't think I would photograph weddings if I wasn't absolutely willing to fall in love with my couples, uh, to fall in love with falling in love. I mean, we wouldn't be in weddings if we were jaded and bitter uh, about romance and, and marriage. Um, and we, you know, people who photograph babies absolutely love babies and want to work with them all day. I myself, I love babies, but they're not something that I focus on in my business. So I, I will leave that to people who want to spend their days, you know, squishing, squishy, beautiful babies. And, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I love babies too. So. You know, rather than getting distracted about that, I just mean pick something that you're passionate about. You said it perfectly. Make it a passion project because if you are passionate about it, uh, it will show. And just as they say that you can taste in a chef's food when they have a broken heart, uh, you can see with a photographer's work if they are passionate about something. I fall in love with all my couples and it will show that because I have interest in showing them in their absolute best light and showing their their love and their interaction with each other. So when I work with charities, sometimes this year I feel like I've been so addicted to wanting to give back that I I will I will just take everything that's come my way. But I've started to see a pattern on things that I, I, I just want to work with people that that value what I do uh, as as much as I value their cause. I've been so blessed to work with a lot of the, the charities that involve children. Uh, Michigan Adoption, Adoption Resource Exchange, as well as um, I've been working with Make-A-Wish Foundation, and that recently was a huge project that has blown up. Talk about that for a second. How did you get involved with Make-A-Wish? Did you fill out a form on their website? Did someone reach out to you? Did, did you reach out to them or vice versa? Uh, it was kind of the same way with uh, the, the adoption. A photographer put it out there and said, I, I happen to work for the Make-A-Wish uh, Foundation, and I have a, a there's a little girl who uh, wants to be a princess. That's that's all they were expecting, and they said, "Can we possibly? Uh, is there anybody who'd like to be interested in this?" Now, I don't photograph a lot of kids in my work unless they're with a family. I don't photograph princess stuff unless they're <laughs> my six-year-old daughter, which I do consider myself somewhat of a uh, princess expert because. Of <laughs> right. And the minute I hear anything to do with kids, and especially an amazing organization like Make-A-Wish Foundation, you know, these are kids that their life has been impacted in so many negative ways with their, their health. Or, or I don't know if, you know, negative is the right way to put it, but yes, they're, they're being impacted by their health in either... Um, I, I thought that every, everything was terminal with Make-A-Wish Foundation, but they're not. They're, you know, there are kids, uh, like the one that I ended up working with, she has cystic fibrosis that affected her life uh, huge. She has to, even coming to the photo shoot, she had to have her lung treatments in order to have a, a, a photo shoot that, that evening. But 
that's no life for a kid. And she can't do everything that every other kid out there, even though she'd love to try. And and there will be times that childhood cystic fibrosis it can be it can impact somebody's life in in such a strong way, and they just can't do all the things that other kids can. So you know, rather than look at it from a point of pity, I just said I want to improve her life in in some small way and make her wish come true. And I could have gone and done the the six to eight photos that they were asking me for, and, and it would have been fine. You know, we would have had fun and had a ball. But, you know, I don't like to do things small. And so I put the word out. I said to them, let me take this over, and I'm really going to make this bigger, uh, if you don't mind. And so rather than find a park and do six photos, I put, a, put the call out there, and I said, any other photographers would like to do this? I ideally would like to have for every photo we give them, be from a different photographer. So we could show different styles, different different viewpoints, different uh, looks. Um, uh, because no two princesses are alike out there. And I'd like this to be, they, they really wanted to use these photos as some, they want to unveil them. Uh, that'll actually be this uh, coming up soon at their uh, Enchanted Ball in Detroit. But we got four, total of four photographers that were, and I picked the ones to work with that were very different from each other. We turned it into a giant evening where I, I booked a venue and I got them to donate our, the venue that is a castle. Wow. Uh, what better place to have a photo shoot than a castle here in Lake Orion, Michigan? Uh, they have a place called uh, Canterbury Village, and it's it's made to look very castle-like and. And, and uh, they donated their time. They closed at 5, and we started it at 4.45. And they just opened their doors to us, and we're so wonderful. Um, and so upon arriving, there was a, uh, um, an invitation maker who reached out to me. And so upon arriving, I handed her a, a beautifully made invitation that, that uh, invited her to become a princess this evening with us. And she had no idea that this was all happening. She knew there was a photo shoot and she might get to dress like a princess, but that's all she knew. Oh, that's so cool. So we handed her the Royal decree of inviting her to be a princess. Uh, we, um, I had a, a, a bunch of dressmakers, uh, children's high end, uh, gown makers, um, donate some incredibly impressive children's dresses in her size. So she could be an amazingly beautiful princess. Wow. So you really pulled it together with a lot of different people. Oh yeah. It was it was a it was such a huge evening for her. That's amazing. Okay, but let's back up because I think that some people some people listening might be overwhelmed by that. They'll be like, "Whoa, Derek, you did a ton, and I can't do that." And I'm just going to be completely honest. So I run the local group, the local Rising Tide Society group here in Lansing, Michigan. And November is philanthropy month. And I have a really hard time getting everybody together to do one big project. And so it's kind of more, it's sort of morphed more into like, okay, everybody's going to do their own and maybe we'll do something bigger when it's not our busiest time of year. It is, it's like, unfortunately, the timing's a little bit tricky on everybody. And I know it's also on me, like I could put together a big project, but I think that some people get really overwhelmed by the idea of creating a project from scratch and we can all have these amazing ideas and like be really inspired by creating something from scratch but that involves going out to other businesses it involves you know so much more maybe it involves if you're raising money like handling the money and all these questions so i think we have to remember there's simple things we can do (laughs) like really simple things we can do and then the more complicated do you need to make it into an entire circus like i made it that night (laughs) 
there was video involved. There was, there was characters showing up in costume to visit her as, as you know, princesses. There was uh, hair and makeup artists. Do you need to do that? Absolutely not. Could I possibly do that all the time? I think I would go insane. <laughs> but for this one, it just seemed right, and I wanted to go a little overboard. Um, and I think if you can, you absolutely should. But it doesn't mean you have to. It didn't need that because, yeah, she walked up and said that night, I feel like a princess. I feel like a real princess and I feel beautiful. But would she have said that if she didn't have hair and makeup? Yeah, probably. Would she have said that if she didn't have Belle show up and, and have a personal reading, read some books and give her some presents? Uh, of course not. But, you know, it's it's absolutely – if this kid's life can't possibly be – can't, if, if she's missing out so much on life, I just felt it was absolutely my duty to do as much as I could to make her life amazing, uh, even if it's just for one evening. Now, could you contact them and say, I would like to do some photos of a kid and, um, you know, I'd like to donate some and, and just go spend a half an hour with them and, and take some pictures of them with their family? Absolutely. There's many of those kids that are involved with that. They do. I think they said they did last year in the uh, throughout the last year. In Michigan alone, they've done 450 wishes. Wow. Now, that's 450 kids whose lives are affected by health, or uh, I don't even want to know the statistics of how many of them are possibly not even with us still to this day. Right, but you're, that's a good point that even even if the experience isn't related to photography per se, just to be there to photograph that experience for them to remember would be really meaningful for them. Right. And, and le actually, let me back it up for one further moment. Can I give a quick analogy, though, to, to say what probably has been the most influential thing in my entire career for giving back to people. Mm -hmm. It was with a family session. I used to dread family photo sessions <laughs> uh, until um, a childhood friend contacted me and said, hey, you know, can we get together and do some family photos? We'd like to hire you. Yeah, they hired me and we did it. And I've known this family my entire, like for, since I was, you know, since my childhood. We feared his mom. He was, she was super strict. We loved the dad. He was the cool dad. And we loved his siblings and that. We had a good time that day. And we had a, we had a blast like I do on most of my family sessions. But I usually, you know, it, about three or four weeks later, I, I was about to send the preview. I sent the preview over. And I said, hey, guys, in about a week or so, I'll have the rest of them. I was really overwhelmed. It was the fall. You get it. You know, we're, we're a little behind them. And uh, about... Four days later, he let me know that his dad passed away. And I just, you know, the first thought in my head was, you know, I, I felt glad that he saw the family pictures. And it was very sudden. His dad was, you know, younger in his, in his uh, late 50s. But I said to them quickly, can I, without a thought, what can I print out? What can I do for you? And, and there was one big, huge family picture that I remember when I took that, I even made a statement to them that put dad in the middle because dad's the heart of the family and mom's the brain. So we put them both in the middle of the family, right? Um, so I printed really big. I printed 24 by 36 and had it mounted and didn't, I don't ask price. I just say, I'm, I'm printing this for you. I sh and I said, can I give this to you for the funeral showing? I had it rushed, had it mounted brought it to the, the family viewing before the public viewing, which is about two hours before the, the public viewing. And the mom, who generally had struck fear in our hearts many times in our lives, we knew she was not the most warm of her people. She grabbed my hand and had tears in her eyes when she saw this picture and said, 
you've made the saddest day of my life beautiful for a few moments here. I love this picture. And she would not let go of my hand for the next half an hour. She pulled me in with the family-only viewing and didn't let go of my hand. She wouldn't let me leave. She had this, this picture put up right next to his casket, and the family was standing around it, and she just sat there with tears in her eyes looking, going, look, they're, they're all standing around it laughing and smiling and, and talking about good memories. She goes, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen, and your pictures are now the most important pictures that I own because they're the last ones I will ever have of him. And so not only did that change how I did family pictures and understand the gravitas of them, the importance, but for this charity stuff, you know, like especially with Make-A-Wish, these may be the last pictures that are, are taken of this child, and it is absolutely our, our responsibility to make sure we if we can if you think you can impact a life by one picture try giving it to them and saying and having it be the last picture of that child's life so you'll understand the the gravity and the, the importance of what we do and so that just changed my life and my career and everything to want to give as much as i can and i wish there was a, a way that i could spend my life just giving back to people but yeah. you know we do what we can and and I think if you think that there's something else you can give, then there is more. You know, you can do more. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that story, for sharing all of these stories. I think it just goes to show that there are so many ways we can give back, even if it's just to our own clients. And I had a similar experience like yours with a family where a, the father passed away soon after the photos. And it, honestly, it did. It changed the trajectory of my career in terms of um, at the time I was running another business and I really realized this is so much more impactful to me. This is what I want to do. So that was like a very defining moment for me. So just realizing that whether you are reaching out to charities, whether you are openly accepting the opportunity when they reach out to you, just doing tiny little things like, you know, this mayor thing, like it literally is, it's very, it's a very small commitment, but it's very fulfilling. Um, yeah. Giving back to clients we have, giving passion projects where we shoot people who will just get so much out of it. There's so many organizations out there that we can get involved with in at any scale. So no matter how overwhelmed you are, because I can promise you like, I am busy right now and I still make time to do this because it's worth it. So it's, that's the, if anything people get from hearing this episode is it's worth it. If people think, how can I get involved? Find a charity that impacts your life or somebody in your life and just reach out to them and say, I'm a photographer. How can I help you? Yeah. Uh, you know, donate your time. I, I've donated, um, entire huge scale projects of evenings with uh, the Parkinson's, uh, Michael J. Fox Parkinson's organization and, and Team Fox Detroit and did their gala now the last two years. It's a Saturday in September. You know as a wedding photographer, that is not that is like practically currency in our lives, the Saturday in September. I could have been making three to $5,000 that evening, but I absolutely made zero because I wanted to, I mean, in, in, in monetization because... I wanted to donate to their gala and take that over. And your pictures help them advertise. Your pictures help them market. And they raised, both years I've been involved, they've raised over $200,000 that evening for Parkinson's research. So what kind of a, a person would I be if I say, oh, you, you raised all this money for research. I need to charge you a part of that. You know, I need to take part of that back. You know, so it's just doing that 
They will use your pictures all year for marketing. They will put your name out there. And if you think it won't impact your business in many long-term ways, uh, if you need to look for a way that you will get something out of it other than personal satisfaction, every people, every person at these events are names and faces at businesses and they have families and they have friends that get married. I can't begin to tell you the impact on my business from just the networking alone at these things. You know, there's no harm in handing out your business card there and, and they don't need to know that you donated your time. They just need to know you're involved. And so if anything, the message is just get involved and, and uh, you'll see your business will, will be impacted in so many more ways than just, just the monetary line. But you know, that's a, a nice side effect from it as well. People mm-hmm. will know you and, and other people from other charities will contact you and people who have jobs will remember you and, and contact you through there. So. Yeah. On that note, if you're looking for something that's so incredibly easy and is good for your business, just simple. Um, I've done charity auctions where I'm giving away my session for free. It's raising money for the charity. And, you know, they let me put a sign out there. That's like super simple and it benefits everybody. So that's a really easy place to can I ask you. Can I ask you, do you, do you actually get the people getting their gift certificates and using them from those? Because it's so bizarre for me. I've <laughs> it a lot i think they just want to give charity they just want to give the money at charity so i mean sometimes you don't even have to do that <laughs> i did just have one who never contacted me because i do put a deadline on it and yeah i did have one but i have i have also fulfilled them so it's gone both ways but that's really funny that you say that because yeah i like my last one they never contacted me <laughs> i put a deadline but i'd never say no to somebody i mean if I'm they don't the same. Of course I know. I don't tell anybody but i'm the same way <laughs> But um, yeah, donate. That's a great way. There is donating your your. If you if you need to look at it from a what do I get out of it point of view, you will get business from them. You will give them pictures, and they'll tell their friends. And it's the best kind of advertising because it doesn't cost you a penny other than your time. And I know our time can be valuable, but uh, there's always more that we can be doing. And and that's the biggest message that I tell everyone now is there's always more we can do. And um, you know, everything that we have in our, our skills, even though we may not see them as something that could be uh, important, they're not always important. They're not always a, something you can put a monetary value on, but the, the, the pure impact on your satisfaction in life, <laughs> your, your, your gratitude, it will change the way you see things. Uh, just, just give back and give until you... It can't give anymore. I mean, that's I can't I can't say that enough to people is that they it, you will not understand how much it impacts your life and your and your business in total until you do everything in your power to give back to charities, especially. Yeah. Well, I hope this is inspiring to others. Derek, thank you so much for sharing. And yeah, if you're just, if you're wondering where to start, just find that one organization that you can reach out to. I feel like just talking to Derek, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can think of a couple more that I could reach out to and and just say, hey, like putting it out there, I'm a photographer. So I hope that, um, you know, this, this inspires some people to take action. So thanks, Derek. Of course. Thank you very much, Alia. And I I mean, even just this conversation here has already given me uh, other ideas that, uh, that I want to do and and uh, and I and if you're you're in Michigan, especially, you know, we between you, Ali, and me, we we have a lot of contacts in this business. And if somebody out there is is wondering how they can give back, or they maybe they don't want to take charge of a project and just want to be a part, call.
contact you know one of us between you and me we we know the big the two biggest um, Michigan photography groups out there and we can put you in touch with with people that are you doing other projects and and maybe you just want to join in and be another cog in the wheel so it's a it's see I, I anyone listening you know feel free to contact me and I'll, I'll put you in, in, in I'll put you to good use with somebody who could use your talents yeah oh and on that note why don't you share where people can find you uh, well, the, the easiest thing to find me is, uh, is uh, my website and uh, uh, imakeyoulookawesome.com. That's uh, the, the one I love giving people now because it's so easy to remember. But, um, you know, please reach out to me there uh, and uh, I'll, we can steer you in the right way, uh, the, the right path, uh, especially if you're in Michigan. But if you're from anywhere, you know, whether I it can put you in touch with people across the country that, that could use your, your help. and. And remember to ask yourself, please, if is there more I can do? The answer will always be yes. Nice. Thanks, Derek. Thank you, Allie. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.